Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hello. Hello, hello. I feel like a poopy sister because I forgot to say this last week. Happy, happy birthday. Yes, I was born once. And, uh, <laughs> and then we celebrated for umpteen years. <laughs> okay, so this announcement is really, like, pointless. But, like, you're in Montreal, but we're not in the same place right now. We are like, you're, not. You're, yeah, like, we're both in Montreal currently, but we're not recording. Oh, yeah, no, I actually have more to explain. <laughs> okay, so what's happening is it's Thursday. Da, da, da. So we're just going to guess what happens on Friday. No, I'm kidding. That's not a new thing. It's not a new segment. So what we're doing <laughs> is we're going to talk about Monday to Thursday. And then tomorrow, we are going to watch GA. So that's tomorrow's Friday. Then we're going to do a little add-on. And then we'll put it all together in the podcast. You'll know because you'll be listening to it. Just to sort of like accommodate <laughs> this Montreal visit. More info than you needed to know. Okay. So let's jump right in. Um, okay, so I just want to take us to the gym for a sec. Oh, yes. So, I, I love the gym. Were you like, huh, interesting. So Nicholas at the gym, we all know why he's upset. And then we have a Lucy appearance, a gym Lucy appearance. That was new for me. Uh, very new. And she looked fantastic. And the only link I could make between the two of them is that, you know, I know he's going to come up with some harebrained scheme, which we see a little bit on Thursday. But mm-hmm. I'm like, is he going to use Lucy as like an Ava decoy? Oh, he did mention whoever it was was like stocky. Yeah, I I don't know, but I felt like there has to be. That is a really good guess because I'm just like, what is it? Beyond money and real estate? <laughs> like, because <just, laughs> because look, we're we're June right now or July. We're July, and um, yes. there's no uh, there's been no nurses ball, right? True. No. So nurses she's not ball. she's not bugging anybody for money. You know, aside from that, there's the whole real estate thing. So that is a really good guess. I don't know. I just found it so odd that I was kind of stuck on like, Lucy, you're here at the gym. What is happening? And so then like we move to the metro car. And I have to say, this is what I love about soaps, right? This is the kind of stuff that makes me be like, I'd love to live in soap world. One of the things is that you're always dressed real good. Always. Real good. (laughs) You're always out and about on the town. And every conversation you have happens in person. Why people have phones? I don't know. Beats me. <laughs> and another is like, I wish that's how I was sad in real life. Because Nicholas goes from the gym to the Metro Court. And he's all sad, having his beer, dressed up really nice. <laughs> so no one works, right? They sort of work, no. but they often talk to a lot of people, like their friends and family, while at work. So I love that. I love being sad in style. Because that's what I felt, you know, between Nicholas drinking his beer all sad, and even Maxie showing up, being like, I just wanted to go out and about it's like I wish (laughs) that's all okay so (laughs) so at the metro court which struck me what caught me was Scott right because like how did yeah I want to know what did you think about Scott that day like he was so off like a little bit quirkier and more energy than usual and honestly the only thing I could think of is that he was going through some personal stuff with Obrecht Obrecht was unsure when she had a conversation with Brit maybe he was still feeling a little uneasy as to like the next step forward and you know maybe the impending graduation coming up and kind of how to handle that because I don't understand what else would be going on 
Okay, so me too. At first, I was like, this just feels like a whirlwind because that's exactly why it was striking. Scott is all over the place, but that was a bit more than usual. He broke, mm -hmm. you know, privilege a few times in front of Laura. He was extremely snappy. He was like right? pouting by the elevator, you know. Like <laughs> I was, I was glad Laura kind of understood. You know what I mean? That she not understood, but bumped into Ava and found out about the whole thing. Yes, me too. Like I really love their relationship. And that she, you know, she basically said, like, that's the happiest I've ever seen Nicholas. I under, like, I love, she just has always these, like, awesome words of wisdom. Because Nicholas is stomping his feet. And then you have his mother, like, sticking up for him in the sense of saying, like, great love for his life. Amazing. But I understand why you have to do it. I yeah. don't like it. And I'm sad it has to go this route. But I get it. And what sucks is, yes, there's a huge chance this break is this breakup is temporary, right? Because like, I mean, mm -hmm. if the guy's caught, Ava would have no reason to, to stay away from him, but he's sort of giving her one in her conversation with Nina. It's the fact that he wasn't there when Kiki died. And she says, exactly. he doesn't, she said the words like he doesn't have a memory like that. And it could mean two things, right? One, he wasn't here and he did not see her live through that, mm -hmm. you know, and it is the thing he used to manipulate her with when he came back to town. Oh my God. Yes. Right. Not yes. Yeah. And then there's the fact that he just doesn't have that kind of lived experience, right? Where he's lost a child. So I, what sucks is all this is quite temporary. And with the scheme put in place, could be wrapped up quite quickly. But mm -hmm. I don't know. It kind of makes me wonder if that little thing, not little thing, but that thing alone will cause issues moving forward that he didn't understand, right? Oh, my gosh. So true. Because, okay, right now, Nicholas, I see him in the he's like ode to Anna this is how I do missions I'm gonna mess them up and they're not gonna go well but I'm gonna tell everybody about it so I'm like okay I'm <laughs> laughing at that <laughs> and then you have Ava I know she's sad but like she went back to that like martini drinking flirt like she really took it back like I was really surprised how like hardcore she was hitting on Austin and like holding on to him and wanting him to stay and just that like wanted to move forward like yes I know you're sad about Nicholas but I didn't expect that next move well she's doing it to push him away she did threaten him like if you make me like <laughs> I'll make us extra broken like I'll make us True. super broken so that you know because she's that fearful right because if he nice. keeps publicly okay. being with her the whole point is is to protect Avery and that's all she's focused on and what's what bothers her because that is such a vivid and strong experience of losing a child and the fear of losing Avery is that she lives with that all the time. Like it's always there. And that's yeah. what's hard is that he doesn't even get it right. That it's a massive safety thing. Like we don't want this, but you're just trying to pretend that Nicholas is all powerful and can somehow take on anything. And she kind of knows like we're not all infallible, right? Like horrible things yeah. can happen. It happened to her. Meanwhile, he lives in a world where you thought you killed me, but I was hiding out for revenge. <laughs> right? So, so just on, on, on different pages on this one a little bit. And I am curious to see how it will unfold, especially with that last scene uh, at the gallery. Like, we know there's extra security. We just don't really know what's kind of going on there. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to get into that a little bit more. But I want to talk about Scott a little bit. So... Yeah. So you gave like your guess. So initially I was just like, what's going on? Cause obviously something personal was going on, right? He's a bit mm -hmm. all over the place. He's all snippy. The moment he sees Obrecht, he's like, let's go on vacation. He wants to hang out. So, you know, we already know that being lonely is a thing with Scott. 
Yes. And he wanted to, like, be a part of, of, of Obrecht's plans with, with Brit, you know? And then he <laughs> jumps into this super important meeting. Um, like, all this stuff, right, was going on. So I wasn't sure, and it wasn't until later, like, until, like, the week unfolded that I was thinking, um, is it his grief for Franco? And I was more convinced mm-hmm. of it, obviously, as the week went on. Yes. So when I was writing our blog, which we'll talk about later, um... Like, as I was writing that is when I thought about, like, oh, my gosh, are we actually just sort of seeing his grief, like, close up, right? Like, you know, because we're getting, the thing is, we're getting that focus of Scott, right? Like, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, he's being lunged into our faces, and we're watching the fact that he has his hands in multiple things. In Ava Nicholas's business, in Austin ELQ business, which, you know, that whole Jimmy, son of Jimmy Holt thing looks like it's coming to be. You know, Mm -hmm. he's going to be a part of, let's say, Brit's diagnosis. Yes. Um, At the time, earlier this week, I thought this was going to be the funniest foursome, because we know how Scott feels about Jason. He sees him (laughs) as that kid wearing the sweater vest. And they also have, like, differences, right? And I just thought it'd be really funny if that was the foursome. Scott, Obrecht, Britt, and Jason. Yes. And then in that whole one episode, you know, there was that idea of being pulled into also the Elizabeth Finn storyline. So that's why I just felt it was a lot. Because Scott just shows up like a tornado and (laughs) is being tossed into multiple storylines. Right. And I, I do see it like when you explain it that way, I see it under that lens, especially with the fact that after that whole conversation with Finn and with Elizabeth, he kind of hung out afterwards to give, quote unquote, his blessing to their friendship. So, the, OK, <laughs> so the thing about that was. It was interesting timing, mm-hmm. you know, for him to have done that. Mind you, I wish he did get it right. And when I saw that meeting with Scott and Elizabeth and Finn, I really felt for him. It was really emotional. Obviously, that's the point. I was like, okay, yeah, this is all about his grief. <laughs> yeah. he, because he, he lets it all out. And, you know, reminds them that he's lost multiple children. And the thing is, Franco was his person, right? Yes. Like the person he could actually talk to and stuff. And so watching that whole scene, it was emotional. But it's like, I felt like Finn and Elizabeth didn't even consider that fact. Like, I know. That was his son. <laughs> right? <laughs> and <laughs> and I, I don't know. Like, they're not as, like, sneaky as those in the mob world, right? Slip a dollar and just, like, say what you got to say and have it covered under yeah. client, <laughs> client, lawyer, client, attorney, pr- whatever. Privilege, okay? Yeah. Privilege. <laughs> but so it looks like they didn't think of that. But also I thought that might have been actually interesting because it's like, what would have happened if Scott found out, right? Because he obviously is not going to want the person who killed his son to be punished. Right. No, no. The person who killed the person who killed his son. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, got it. I right? He it. he would never want, and he even said it, like, you should get a medal. Obviously, that's not <laughs> how the law works, you know? Like, they're not actually going to do that. Um, so, yeah, I just thought that would be interesting because I'm like, what would Scott do? Like, I kind of want to know, like, what would he do? One, it would give him that little bit of peace. Un- and unlike Maxie, there's this guarantee, right, through attorney-client mm-hmm. privilege that you'll get that secret keeping. Because the whole thing with Maxie is the wild card. 
And I, I get it, right? Like, I sort of get it. If you want to keep this under wraps, the less people who know, the better. The thing is, though, I feel like Scott is always a tornado. And maybe I haven't seen him in court enough, but I've seen Diane just maneuver through these situations and they highlight yeah. <laughs> her skill set in such a different way. When You know, just touching very, very slightly on that scene with Diane and Carly where she's like, okay, can you elaborate? Okay, but if it's murdery, don't tell me too many details. Like, she's in it, she gets it, and she'll help you. Whereas Scott, I don't know what his means are to actually help him out of the situation. Oh, it's not going to be, like, good. Okay, this is what I was thinking, okay? This is what I was thinking. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, it's not good help, but that's why no. I want to see what he would do. <laughs> it's, not gonna, it's, not, it's not Diane help. It's Scott help, right? which is why I right? wanted to see it go down. Um, but this is what I was thinking. I was just thinking about the fact that, like, Finn and Elizabeth had a conversation about Jason, right? Like, him, he literally said, like, I know you trust the guy, but, like, I don't know him. Ugh, and I, I was like, my eyes so hard. I was like, all right, that's interesting. You don't trust a guy who does this for a living right? to handle it. Okay. And so, so what I was thinking is Scott feels a certain way about Jason. Jason is also, like Finn, not his favorite person. Mm-hmm. But obviously, Scott felt a different way, right? Felt, yes. felt differently after, you know, he found out that Peter killed um, Franco and was totally willing to do whatever it was to get Jason out of jail. So I just mm-hmm. thought, okay, maybe at that point, Scott would have strongly encouraged Finn to have Jason fix the whole thing. Because Jason, there's now a link to Scott and Jason a bit closer due to Brit. I really love that theory. Did you also think that... Finn's reaction was not just not knowing Jason, but a slight, itty bitty touch of jealousy. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, maybe I could see him not wanting because he's like, "I'm cool, like I murdered someone, <laughs> right? It's our thing, and you're gonna bring your ex into this? Come on!" No, I can totally see that because I get that he doesn't know Jason, but he had zero problem working with Sunny to get his jet. To get some illicit drugs for, like, a cure he was working on. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Drugs he was actually taking. So I was like, you know what I mean? So when I said, like, he's into the, like, he's been a part of the family. So that's why I was a bit surprised by that reaction. So that could make sense. And I just have to say this. Like, Elizabeth and Finn, like, I'm okay with the fact that they're not jumping the gun or that there wasn't some major, like, oh, hookup scene or anything like that. Because I am totally buying into this flirtation and the intensity like I'm really it's coming off the screen like the way they sit in a certain position the extra staring like it's intense it's and but it's even like the non-communication like when Scott's in the game she's just looking at it you know what I mean the (laughs) non-verbal stuff yes I get it all the like super super (laughs) intense and then simultaneously okay I gotta give it to them but like it was intense, too, for Anna and Valentine. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, so those two, I'm like, Anna really knows how to flub a situation. Like, this man is, like, making you a fire. He, like, loves you. And he's like, let's do stuff. And she's like, I gotta answer this work call. Like, we good? <laughs> I was just like, okay, okay, all right. First of all, she goes up there to be, like, to catch something that Dante missed. I chuckled <laughs> when I saw that. Okay. Um, and then, uh, I loved her going back to the cabin and she's like, yeah, I just, I think that baby's gone. 
And um, oh my gosh, right? The, the rain is just washing away everything. So I'm like, I'm, just like, I'm <laughs> kidding. Okay. And then when he kept insisting to go to the ends of the earth with her, and I just mm-hmm. worried, right? Because we, because the reality is, like the actress playing Anna does take the summer off. Right. So for me, I'm like, if this is a nail biter, it's Valentine also leaving <laughs> for me. Like that's all I'm I'm doing. And I was just like, okay, as we're like getting closer to the sexy time between them, I was like, what a way to get into the topic of sex by bringing up the fact that you had sex with her sister, but thought it was her. Oh my her. god! Like, oh my god! I awkward. Was, oh, it was so funny. Like I loved all the <laughs> awkward moments because, like, in the end, you knew it wasn't really going to happen. You knew it was going to be a close what? call. What? It's Anna. Didn't know it was gonna happen. I was like, literally, I think I wrote this. I because <laughs> it, it goes on over two days. So day one, okay, I wrote <laughs> sex time, and then, <laughs> and then the fall, and then the following day, I wrote, damn, that almost happened. So I really didn't think it was going to. <laughs> it was another Anna failed mission. That's like oh I my knew gosh, she would get yes, his hopes so- up. I knew that she would. You know what I mean? Like, but I thought it was just so funny the way they wrote it. You know, like basically she's like, So uh you and Brooklyn, uh anything happening there? And he's like, You seeing anybody? He's like, You damn well know she's not seeing anybody. <laughs> and it's like she's lovely as hell, you know that. But it's like that's the thing, like you're flirting with him too, because you're asking about Brooklyn. But what did you think when Dante called her? And he's like, Are you am I am I catching you at a bad time? And and she's like, No, no, it's not. Like, how did you think about the way she answered it? I think it's very um, authentic to her character. I mean, like, look at how many times she left Finn. Her priority is that, her job and these okay. and these ridiculous missions, and nothing's going to change with her. Okay, I do see that. But what was so significant to me, though? <laughs> okay, this was this. It was what he bluntly said to her. What? When Valentine just goes, should I tell Brooklyn to leave the light on? <gasps> you since we're not spending the night. So basically, should I give it a go with my baby mama because she's kind of cool and I like her? Or are we going to get it on? Like, do you know what you want to do? Like, do you? I was like, wow. And then I was laughing because when she found the photo, because she did think that there was something familiar about Austin. Yes. And then she's like, he's like, oh, did you think you solved the mystery? She's like, no. But it looks like there's, like, another one. I'm like, so now are you leaving on summer vacation? Like, is this where you part ways? Because that's what happens, right? She has some, like, weird mission she has to take care of alone, usually. But the weird part is he's in Port Charles. But, okay, what's funny about what you said about Brooklyn is that, remember we said, I can't remember if it's you or me, that basically he'd have to get into something with Anna to figure out that it's not going to work. Like, he'd have to, like, give it a go to get her out of his system, and then he can focus on a potential relationship with Brooklyn. That's the only way he could ever look at Brooklyn in a different way, as if Anna just kind of, like, doesn't work out. Okay, so there's a lot of couples, I find, that have the potential with, let's say, two different people. And so when you look at it, it's almost like okay, well, I think there's probably a connection with both and there probably will be some kind of relationship with both, but how will it happen and how will it unfold? Mm -hmm. Um, And so for me, when I saw him with Anna, I just thought maybe something would start, right? Like something Mm -hmm. would happen, but then, because I guess I was looking at him and Anna as long game because I was like, okay, this makes sense. Something might happen 
Mm-hmm. She'll leave. He'll feel like it's over or something like that. You know what I mean? Like something kind of half starts and it's confusing. And then he just decides to move on. And then him and Brooklyn inevitably get closer. But the thing is, with Brooklyn comes a betrayal, right? Which right. puts him right back to Anna. So for me, I just thought the order, if he were to start with Anna, would have been like, yeah, okay. But at the end of the day, like, it makes sense, right? He's going to be with Brooklyn, spend time with her, and the whole thing is going to blow up, which is where Anna comes back in at some point down the line. Oh, my God. You're totally right. Okay, okay. Back to Austin. The yeah. funny thing is, it's like, are they giving us these nuggets so that we're going to do exactly that? Oh, is she leaving on vacation now? Is she leaving on vacation now? Because when she was in Port Charles, the scene, in the same room with the baby, she left. Now she's in a room where she finds a picture with Austin. Now she, what, goes back to Port Charles? <laughs> So I think they're giving us, like, little nuggets to, like, kind of trick us and make it humorous about her leaving. I think so, because it's a bit silly right now. Like, every mystery, like, are, like does Austin mean much to you that you're going to go back and be like, you are the son of Jimmy Holt? Like, you know, again, <laughs> I did not Google anything to remember, to know what, let's say, her relation was, her relationship was with him. But, okay, so speaking of Austin, I feel like, again, just throwing us a little bit because that theory was out, right? The whole theory of him being the son of Jimmy Holt, he'll probably pop back in around like a stock meeting, the big reveal. And so the first thing he says to Scott is, tell me about Jason Morgan or something of the sort. So that Mm kind of throws you, right? Because at the same time, we're being introduced to the Novak family. So then that becomes confusing. What is going on here? Oh, I didn't even make that connection. (laughs) Well, it was just, it's not what you were going to expect, right? Like he said, I want to know about a prominent family. He says Jason Morgan. He doesn't say anything about the Quartermains, but then Scott goes after Michael after to ask about the stock meeting. So I, I really feel like asking about Jason Morgan specifically was to throw us off, but also just Austin's way. This is how I'm interpreting it. Because I do believe, you know, he's a Quartermain. He'll show up at the stock thing. I don't know what his grudge is, you know, and why now do you show up to make yourself a part of all of this? But I just figured he's just getting the lay of the land, right? You have who he knows are all the living relatives. You've right. got this guy, Jason Morgan, who suddenly has a different name. So maybe just wanting to know who the players are and who's heavily involved and who is it. Okay, fair. I can see that. That's what I was thinking about that whole thing. So, okay. So Austin, Sam practically trips all over herself. Mm-hmm. It's, whiskey, Scott, you know a lot about drink. You're specific about drinks. And I'm like, oh my God, you're making such a fool of yourself. <laughs> like, what is happening right now? Because as it is, like, you have, like, you know, Nicholas is dealing with Dante, who as a cop, his best advice is, look, uh, we're not going to find the guy, so you probably should just keep on bringing it up. Like, I don't want to tell you. <laughs> like, that's the gist of that. And then you have Sam up Austin's butt. And then, like, she's so intrusive. It was so awkward. So she starts with Austin. Then she's all, like, confronting Ava, like, being so direct in front of Austin. And it's like, I don't really know why that's a thing. You know what I mean? Like, she's she's all like, Nicholas, and you're married, and blah, blah, blah. And Austin, like, the guy you don't trust, you're like, Austin, look over there. That's her husband. And then at one point, like, Ava and that guy are trying to talk. And she kind of just turns around and leaves because, yeah, it's kind of awkward for you to be there. And then she didn't know where to go. And then she's talking to the, like, to the hostess of the Metro Court. Did you notice that? Because <laughs> in that scene, she didn't go sit with Nicholas or Dante. You just see her go talk to the hostess. I'm like, this, like, she, like, she's just all over the place. Like, she doesn't know what to do with herself. She had no one left to talk to. No one left to intrude on. And that's what she, it felt like. And then when she went to go see Nicholas, she didn't even talk to him about Ava from, like, a cousin perspective, mm. right? Like, what's going on with you and Ava? It was like, what's going on with Ava? Like, demanding to know. Like, she's part of that marriage, and she should know. 
Oh my gosh. Well, the funniest is when, you know, when their things start to like bubble up a little bit and she's asking the questions and Dante's like, um, I'm the police officer. Like I, I, I can handle this. Like <laughs> stop talking. Oh my gosh. I didn't even notice that. He said that with the whole Ava Nicholas thing going down. Yeah. Like when they stood up and they were standing by the bar, I think he says something like, he looks at Sammy. He's like, I'm the police officer. I got oh it. Oh my gosh. He has such great lines. And right? I did notice his like little nod to Austin because a lot of people love the like duo that is, could be right of Dost of Dostin. <laughs> That's an interesting <laughs> name. Of Dante it. and Austin. And I love that. It was kind of briefly highlighted the ease between the two of them of yes. like saying hello. Well, after their like adventure together, they're bonded. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then like when he's like Austin is trying because he's caught in the most of awkward of situations. Oh, right. Terrible. And like he, he tells Nicholas what he thinks is something nice. And Nicholas is like, I don't care. I'm done. But like you're not done. Like and even Dante was like, okay, that's all right. Like this makes a ton of sense. So um, I, I'm just gonna jump right to it. Okay? okay I okay. I know we could wait and talk about the graduation, but like I can't get it out of my head. I cannot freaking get it out of my head. So like Nicholas might flub up the plan, who knows? But all I know is it kind of worked on some level because we got to see the person inside, and that's like Spencer. Right. Okay. And so the thing that I was thinking that was, this is what was striking to me. Like we think it's Spencer and I, I think it is like, he's all masked up. He's, he's aged. And like, so a couple of things was going through my mind. Okay. They're, we're going to get back a foursome. And if it's Spencer, then we're not going to keep killing off the force of the job. <laughs> oh Trina hangout. Right. Yes. Right. So I was like, Oh wow, this is so cool. Like maybe he's like aged enough that he can be on par. Right. With the Joss and the cam. Right. Okay. Other things I was thinking is when I found out that Trina uh-huh. was going to go to to the thing, I was like, yes. this is interesting. So, like, if it's Spencer, they're throwing Spencer and Trina. Spencer. <laughs> look, at, <laughs> look, look at me. Look at me merging all these couple names. Okay. Trina and Spencer are going to meet. And then I couldn't help but remember the fact that, like, Nicholas and Ava also met the same way in the gallery. <gasps> Oh, I did not remember that. Right? So right now, because it's Thursday, we didn't see Friday. Like, fingers crossed. Because, like, it's so annoying. Because it looks like Nicholas shows up and bumps into Trina. (laughs) But I was hoping that, like, we'd have a moment where Trina and the intruder would like get acquainted. Because there's such parallels, right? She, you know, like, Ava's her mentor. Right. Right? She'd get her own Cassidine. Oh my gosh. They'd all be like this cute little foursome. And Cam would be soups jealous. <laughs> I I just thought it would be like so cute like that. But anyways, that's how I felt. I felt like you got Trina and Spencer being like the little mini Nicholas and Ava. I really want that. Because it pulls in, right? All those people, like the fact that Tre- that Ava was in the gallery earlier, being like, "No, I told Trina I'm going." Right? So even though, like, I, I like it's the adult connection with the kids that is so significant, right? The kids are connected to this bar, <laughs> this boy, <laughs> right? You know, Nicholas mm-hmm. was there for Cam, and I think that was the sweetest moment I ever saw, like Nicholas hugging him and saying, "I'm proud yeah. of you." I'm like, I don't think oh. I've ever seen him be like uncle-y like that. So that was really sweet. So I just think it's really cute because it really cements this echo of the adults to the kids, right? Even Nina threw in like oh I bought a gift for Joss for her graduation so like all the adults had a deep connection to the kids that were graduating 
I loved it so much. I love the little parties, the little party hopping that's happening. Oh my God. All the kids got their own like individual like party. And it was really sweet fact for me knowing that Ava, you know, gave the, gave the bar, right? For Cameron's party. Yes. That was that so was, sweet. Right. And so I just have to say this really funny thing. We see the scenes of Trina going into the Jerome gallery. Ava, Ava. And then they show you. That, like, apparently Spencer was standing in front of her the whole time in front of the desk. <laughs> did, did you catch that? No, I didn't. So she walks in, and she's looking straight ahead. She's calling them, and, she, you know, when you walk in, the desk is there, right? Yes. And so then they shoot it to, like, Spencer's perspective, and you see him literally standing on the other side of the desk oh, that yes, she would have been looking at. That. And I'm like, that's so funny. That's freaking hilarious There must be me. a giant plant just right there. Okay. So, okay, speaking of the kids, does it look like Joss really, really forgave him this time, even though she's nope. too busy to hang by the lake? Okay, no. <laughs> so she's still really angry, I guess. She's still battling it. I mean... She has everybody's blessing. I mean, Jax, that's like the one good thing he said all week that basically if he's not going to be around, you're going to miss him. You know, like, is he thinking the same thing about Michael? We don't know. But I felt like it was the only sane thing he said this week. And it was then, a sweet thing he said, and I felt like maybe it applied to Joss. But I'm like, I'm not sure that missing somebody is sufficient to be like, you got your answer. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's no, me. it's, it's Jax's logic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? But it felt like in all, you know, with everything he's been doing, it's still a sweet thing to say to her who's young and who's just trying to figure this out. And then obviously the more intense and important conversation is the one she has with Jason. And I think she just, she's hot-headed. So she's still really angry. It's just her emotions are just trying to catch up with her heart. And she's just trying to figure out where he stands. And maybe she wants to take it slowly. I think so too. I think that um, it was important for her to have that conversation with Jason because I do think she needed that permission, right? Yeah. She was absolutely. angry for herself, but she was also angry for him. And he's like, dude, it's Cam. I don't care about your teenage <laughs> drama. Like, don't ever. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can handle it. Like, I can handle a lot of things, even Cam and you guys. And so this is what I think is funny because, like, there's always that comparison that Joss is Carly. But there's something that I'm noticing as a bit of a trend with Joss and, and Jax that I'm like, that is really hilarious because I find, like, when they're together talking, they lie to each other. Right? Because, like, she'll come mm -hmm. up to Jax and he'd be like, I'm great. We were just talking about you. How are you doing? I'm okay. Like, they're not being totally like, <laughs> <laughs> like little plastic, right? Like, everything is okay. And I just find it kind of funny because it's like they lie to each other in this soft, funny kind of way, like pretending they're fine. And I don't know. There's just something about when she's having these conversations with Jax that I find like, okay, yeah, you could see her as being. Jax's daughter right there's parts of her that are bumbling like him and there's mm -hmm. parts of her that are like Carly very very interesting I did not notice that nuance but I love it well, but do, 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 do you remember the last time they hung out right and he spent the whole time they were hanging out trying to get her to tell him what was really going on and oh, they yeah. kept distracting <laughs> each other yeah. So that's that that one was so freaking obvious and that's I think the only reason why I happened to notice it this time. Just that little nuance of how they talk to each other. Which just like I obviously they put that scene with Jason and Joss on purpose to contrast the relationship with Jax to you know lay the groundwork for the fact that he's going to be living in that house and being, you know, involved in her life in that way. He's always been involved, but it was it's going to be leveled up now, reinforcing the fact that Jason is important to her, but what is it going to mean for her? when Jason is living in the house. I really don't know, but what was interesting for me is that when I saw her with Cam mm -hmm. 
And, you know, we saw what happened a bit earlier with Jake and Cam, which was so yes. heartbreaking, oh. super heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And so I just kept thinking, this is going to complicate like the Joss Cam situation and Jake, right? Because if Jason moves in, <gasps> right. Joss and Jake become step siblings. Yes, yes. And you know what's also funny when I realized that? Because, <laughs> you know, the week before you have Elizabeth and Carly having this really deep conversation about Jason, right? Which was the elephant in the room between them. And also (laughs) months prior, again, Elizabeth had that talk with Sam talking about the elephant in the room, Jason, (laughs) (laughs) right? Oh, I should have left him earlier like you. You know what I mean? Like, so it's just really interesting to see that that's sort of washed away, right? Because Elizabeth has kids that she she has a family, right? That, That she shares with Sam. Their, their sons are brothers. Yes. Sons, <laughs> so, I'm trying to like follow, <laughs> follow the connection, right? And the same thing is going to be now true with Carly. Their, their lives are going to be more intertwined and there's this piece. So it's just interesting. It's like the precursor to perhaps their lives being a lot more connected. So starting out with Cam and Joss, but now with mm-hmm. Jake and Jason. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, um... Before we, because look, there's obviously something huge we got to talk about. But before mm-hmm, we do, mm-hmm. let's just talk about Sasha. Oh my God. She is unbelievable. I love her so much. So, a few things about her that I think is amazing. Um, she was like, Oh my God, I legit forgot about you. <laughs> she, just, <laughs> she just hung out with Brando and then creeps out of the elevator. It's like, Oh wow, uh, didn't remember didn't remember at all the pregnancy brain is like hardcore it was that's what I was thinking it was really funny (laughs) but I also think it's a product of realizing Gladys is his mother and she's not leaving yes I think she was still in shock and she was just trying to like figure out the information and she's like oh man my reminder popped up on my phone and I have to go to the hospital Right, and then and then my other favorite thing was was when like Gladys is being such like an awful mm. awful woman to Sasha, right? Like mm-hmm. baiting her and telling her, "Oh, I'm aware of that interview. I'm gonna watch it with my grandkid." I'm like, "You're a horrible human being." So when she said what she said, she's like, "You're still with us," and I was like, that is so "Oh, amazing. amazing! One of my favorite so, favorite lines." So amazing, <laughs> but like. What about when she did like when she played the trick on her and she's like, Yes, I am I couldn't have Michael, so I'm marrying the second best, or I'm being with the second best, his cousin, and I'm gonna take their money. Or like she just made this whole story up and Gladys' face just eating it up. I could not stop laughing. And neither could Sasha. It was amazing because it's like, <laughs> what motive does she have? Like Sasha's like, seriously, you think this is the best plan? Like, honestly, you think this plan was the best plan to get knocked <laughs> up by a mob man that I hate, his driver. That's my plan. That's the best plan I could come up with. Like, what is the matter with you? Like, I think Sasha is still trying to process her situation. And she's like, how does somebody plan this? Like, what on earth would be the end game? But like you pointed out, she she ate it up because that's what she lives for, right? She lives for the drama, lives for things to be more exciting than they really are. So I just got really annoyed with Brando being like, you two play nice. And I was like, what is the matter with you? Sasha is saying your mother isn't. What do you well, mean both of them to play nice? Like, don't, like, you know what I mean? Like, I get that he's telling his mom to calm down, but, like, maybe you should do it a little bit more sternly in front of Sasha, okay? 
I know. And, and I'm struggling with that because with his mom almost dying, remember, he's like, oh, I should have said this or I should have done this. I'm hoping he's just still not under that, like, mystical spell that he sees her for who she is because that's going to create a rift with her. I know that all couples can't be happy and there always has to be, like, something in the middle of it. I just don't want to see him be that character. No, right? Because it's like he he was somebody who saw his mother for who she was. And he's made a point of saying that. I guess now it's different. You know, he has a lot at stake. Um, mm. So, yeah, let's just see how he navigates that. But not going to lie, super afraid for Sasha and oh the gosh, survival of her baby with that woman around. I hope he lives in a bungalow. <laughs> 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 Me too. I hope he has no stairs. But like the poor girl, she's like, my gosh, she wants to be involved. She's going to live with Brando. What? I feel bad like for an, her. Yeah, super nightmare situation. But when Sasha and Brando were having their conversation, just kind of one-on-one, and he's telling her that he wants to be involved and they're, they're still trying to navigate their whole situation. One of my favorite lines was that um, now that I'm not working for a drug lord, my schedule is more flexible. They're they're freaking hilarious. You I know just what I love mean? their honesty and their blatant and just playing off of it. Their chemistry is fantastic, and that line just made me giggle. And they're just owning their situation, right? So Sasha leaves to go to that meeting. Oh Clearly, gosh, she hasn't meeting. talked. Yeah, she hasn't spoken to people in a while. <laughs> um, okay, so she gets there, and Brooklyn also shows up. So that was really cute. You know what I mean? Because we were saying last week, you know, like what plan. It was an elaborate plan. So she bugs Valentine to use his power to get a job so she could be, (laughs) and she knew the daycare situation. And I just thought it was so, so sweet. You know what I mean? Like, like Maxie realizing, like, I was like, good job, Brooklyn. And like, she's really giving Bailey her all. Like she's really placing Bailey number one, number one, you know, and she's doing it where right now Maxie gave the ultimate sacrifice, but her grief is making it hard for her to hold on to why she's doing it, right? Because yeah. she's so compelled to go and be with 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 um, Louise. So I just feel like Brooklyn it has her head on straight. And that's what she needs. She needs that balance. Yeah, and exactly. I love seeing them as besties. They both need somebody. So I like that they've been pulled together. And just the fact that, you know, when Brooklyn was telling her the plan and just when Maxie's kind of like absorbing it all and like Brooklyn saying that we're you're doing this to protect your baby, but we're trying to keep the baby away from Peter, not from you. Like by no means am I trying to keep this baby away from you. I think like Maxie really needed to hear that to yeah. understand that. All of it. Like, it doesn't matter what she said, but seeing that specific line was, like, the best. And then their hug, I was, like, tear. Yeah, because they're in it together. And Brooklyn's still trying to help because Sasha has that plan. my gosh. They're trying to be so damn helpful. I know. (laughs) Anyways, that, like, (laughs) like, Nina obviously was okay, right? Yeah. Because she's like, who am I to judge? She's like. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dating a dead guy. Oh, Oh, man. And she has, like, the nerve to, like, openly talk about Mike with (gasps) Ava. I know. When Ava finds out, she, oh, my God, I don't even know what she'll do. I'm, like, part of me is just wondering, like, is Nina not comprehending who Avery's father is? Well, you know, and this is the hard part. Like, Nina's like, oh, you're sad. Like, she's just trying to be this good friend. You're listening to Ava pour her heart out about her daughter who died. The daughter that she's trying to protect, like, how do you not make the connection? 
Either she has and she does. Yeah. Either (laughs) she has and she doesn't care. Right. Because I think what you see is Avery, maybe she just sort of, you know, sees the battle like Mm. Carly, right. Carly, Ava, you know, like, of course, Ava, Ava wasn't happy to hand over her daughter, but she did sort of what was best. But the fact that like Nina could just literally, she was, she could not have been happier to have someone to talk about it with. And what's really like nuts is that she had every opportunity to kind of share her dilemma about some guy she's dating with Curtis, right? With somebody a little less attached to Sunny. But here she is selfishly having this conversation with Mm. Ava who's struggling. And what's funny is that like, I like that when they first spoke and she tells Ava she got to see Wiley and like, yeah, they explained the whole Nell thing to me. And I love how Ava's like, but you get it though, right? Like she double checks because Ava's practical, right? Yes. She's so, so, so practical. And as much as like, she doesn't like Carly, she could still see straight. She could still see straight. She's gotten her stuff together, right? Like yes. her, she's really developed her life that she has a lot of, basically she's developed areas of her life that go beyond, let's say, Sunny and Carly. And for a long time, the focus was the battle against them. And her life has opened up so much greater since then. Exactly. Like letting go of that hate just also allowed her to open up so many avenues. But I still love that her reality of the situation, like, so how long did it take for Carly to show up? <laughs> I know that was good though. That's what I, that's what I love. Right. Because both could be true. She, like exactly. Carly can do those insane things. She can do those <laughs> annoying things. And Ava knows that, but Ava also knows the good parts too. And they have been showing that a lot more, Right. Like yes. understanding that people can, you know, be annoying and amazing all at the same time. And what I loved even more. Okay. So in Nina's conversation about this Mike guy she's dating, she's like, it's not like all my other relationships. <laughs> and then Ava says, so no lying, no deception. And she's like, no, he's, he's not lying. Not. Oh, no, he's God. not deceiving me. I'm doing it. I'm just like, this is so insane. And again, all with a straight face, all with yeah. a straight face. Like, is she, oh, oh, I I can't, I can't. Like, even last week, she wasn't all that phased that, like, she saw Michael and Michael was going to Sunny's grave. She's like, oh, well, you know, what are you going to do? Let me just talk to Nell about it for a sec. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. Her sloppiness is going to get her caught, though. Like, she was looking at a picture in the Metro court when she's about to meet Ava. Like, what are you, you're, like, literally asking to explode. I know, I know, I know, it's crazy. And okay, so the thing is, um, obviously Joss knows about this, like, Nina visit, and she even called Michael on it on their, like, brother-sister time. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> okay, so the thing there is that how long have Michael and Joss not spoken that she's asking him about Sasha? I know, I felt so bad. Like, you obviously are so sucked into your, like, volleyball tournament stuff and Michael's busy with the chase willow thing but come on man because <laughs> like think about how far far ago far ago that was right <laughs> they break up he hooks up with willow then chase is dying for a while and then he's not dying anymore like a lot's gone on and Sasha's about to have a baby like next week <laughs> Just... right right that too that too wow (laughs) they need to hang out more okay so look i'm gonna ask you this did you notice that like 
because you had Michael and and um, Joss at the table, and the moment like like um, I guess Britt starts to get all like mm, about Jason, they pan from Britt to Michael. Oh, I didn't notice that, but that's a really good observation. I'm gonna have to go back and look at that. And I like that's what was striking to me because I was like, they're both in the same situation, right? Yeah. Because she's at this point in time, she's unaware that she's gonna be in the losing end of a marriage. <laughs> Some people lose in a marriage, she's gonna lose outside of one. Okay. And Michael is just waiting. He's like, it's gonna end soon. Right? <laughs> okay. And so then I just thought, you know, like, could this happen? Could a Michael Brit hookup happen? Although today it looks like she's about to hook up with just anybody. And I don't well, know if Michael's in that place. So I don't mm-hmm. know anymore. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It depends on where Michael goes after his talk, which we'll have to like rewind this conversation in a minute. But I don't know. What do you think? (laughs) That was a lot of questioning. I don't know if I gave you much to actually hold on to. But basically, to me, I think that would be a really interesting thing. Like, what if this just goes on too long that Willow's like, I just can't break up with him. I'm going to have to just, I guess this is my life now. Kind of like Brando for the longest time. Where he he was Cyrus's driver to infiltrate the organization. And then it just became his life. And so, like, what if, you know, Michael gets frustrated. And I guess, okay, at the time. So I'll tell you, this is what I was thinking at the time on that episode where they panned from from Britt to Michael is that mm-hmm. what if in time both of them got really upset and frustrated and found themselves in the same place? Like, I love bad Michael, mad Michael. Like, yes. it, co- it comes out when he's mad at Jax, right? You're like, ooh, yeah, I can't be more of that. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I can see mad Michael and a Brit drunken hookup like let's not forget he got drunk with brenda although brenda made him think he slept with her which was super oh weird gosh. and awkward mm-hmm. but this to me would be interesting and some people suggested jacks but like i did one i just think Jax is too lame for her like one i just right? feel like she wouldn't even see the guy so i'd be really sad for her she did sleep with, with jacks because look jacks loves a damsel in distress you know whether a woman actually is or isn't that's just jacks just how he sees them as a project but the thing is if he were to hook up with brit there has to be a sunny connection because he doesn't right. even know it but there's a sunny connection with nina <laughs> right every woman he's been with there's a sunny connection for the most part brenda so carly true. um what's her face that died uh kate kate howard kate, yes yeah. i'm like right? a lot of the ladies have died <laughs> Anyways, uh, so again, that just because of the transition, this the scene, the way it, it went from like Brit to Michael, I thought maybe, I but would, I don't know. I, I think it's interesting, just like putting it out there. We like when different characters mix yeah. together. Michael is that you know fair share of good and bad. He's safe and stable, yet you know he's connected to all of these families. Like it's interesting. It's it's kind of an interesting mix to throw together. Well, he's getting closer and closer to dating his mom. Because with Sasha, Sasha was a lot like Carly, <laughs> like her instincts yeah. was. And like, while Brit is her own person, for sure, there is a lot of, especially with Jason, they do throw in a lot of like um, nods to his relationship with Carly. Particularly how they met, the playing pool, the whole like, everyone thinks I'm awful, but I'm actually nice inside once you get to know me. And like, those are some really huge um, Carly traits. 
Okay, so the nods this week, there was so much beer drinking. Did you notice? You know, like, Mm -hmm. usually Carly hands Jason a hard drink or a coffee. This time it was a beer. Then he went to Charlie's with Brit. They had a beer. Like, it was very, like, hmm. Beer. Sprinkling the beer all over the place. The history of beer and relationships. (laughs) Oh, my God. I feel like maybe you had some beer. (laughs) I did have one midday. (laughs) Okay, so so you're talking about Charlie beers. So let's talk about some Charlie beers. So Mm -hmm. we see Spinelli with Diane. This is insane. We're talking about four episodes, and it's close to like an hour right now. Oh gosh. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, and so when he was talking to uh, Diane, I was a bit surprised. Uh, You know, talking about Ellie, talking about the danger of his life, and then there was a guy in this suit in the background, and this is all I kept thinking was, is that a Novak? Is that what it is? Is that a Novak? They've been talking about it. And I was right. So that was kind of fun. Um, So we got to see what one of those were. But this is what I was thinking about Spinelli. Okay. Because Mm -hmm. I I took, I took what he was sharing, you know, his, his problems with Ellie um, to indicate him maybe coming back a little bit more full time than he has been in a while because it's been easy for him to have this off-screen relationship right and then suddenly he moved closer yes and he can't live in port charles full time and continue to have a make-believe girlfriend (laughs) totally agree right so part of me felt like i mean they could have like frankly they could have easily just been like we're over I live here now and, and, gone, <laughs> and gone with that. But I guess it's how I interpreted it, that they are looking to perhaps end this relationship. I don't know. And and the consequence of that would be, well, he doesn't need to live where she lives because they live there for her work and that he'd yes. just be back at Port Charles. I don't know. Max is in a bad place, but you'd have a single Spinelli in town. And, and I like the idea of that. I mean, I don't know what they'll be, if they're in the long game or not, but I just love them as a couple. They have a kid together. He can just help her through a lot of what's going on right now. And he's more stable and there for her than a Dante could be, let's say, right now. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He's busy with arguing with Sam. Yep. Mm-hmm. Talk about major <laughs> shakeups, though, right? Like, I'm just saying, like, a lot of people just thrown together a lot of shifts in so many relationships. Oh, my gosh. So many. It's crazy. Like, it's just, I love seeing it, like, Laura trying to put, like, Portia and Curtis together, trying to play Cupid, like, it's so cute. <laughs> I know! She's so upset. She's like, I'm invested. I really want this <laughs> to go down. <laughs> it's so like, adorable. I, right, like, I wish Portia, I mean, she doesn't know a lot of people. She knows Laura. She knows Jordan. Like, wouldn't you feel, I don't know, like, safe confiding in Laura about Stella and how crazy she was? I could see her maybe saying it more to Laura than to Jordan, but what's of funny course. is Jordan already knows. She's like, "Ma, let's do you think." <laughs> <laughs> I don't gotta deal with that anymore. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Oh my gosh, but I couldn't believe that Novak guy was like, "You're working for me now," and I'm like, "Yeah, you think so? That's just how that's gonna work in your eyes." Like seriously, and I love it. I guess they're also showing us like this marriage needs to happen because you're all in danger from that guy. <laughs> Right? Like, yeah. That guy in the suit. Yeah. The the favorite nephew. <laughs> <laughs> the favorite nephew. Oh, man. That was super funny. So Jason takes care of the Novak. And mm-hmm. Britt has some time alone with Spinelli. And so she keeps referring, oh, is that the work that he was talking about? So it was a few things, right? So we're watching, <laughs> like, you know, we're watching somebody kind of react to the Jason and Britt thing. 
Yes. And you know, you know, it's funny, like Spinelli has always been that person, right? To, to react aside from Carly, Spinelli has always been there. He gets a nickname, like every new girlfriend gets a nickname. He gets <laughs> to know them. And to him, he found it interesting that Jason would talk to her about work. Yes. But I mean, he didn't really, uh, not yet, yet anyway. And it certainly wasn't that. And it was just funny because like Brit is so excited and she says these things like there's two parts to her where she's really excited about Jason. Yes. Um, there's that part of her that's excited that things are different with her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, she brings that jokiness to it. She says, you know, what secrets could there be between us now? Yes. And you're like, okay, so holding on, holding on to all of that for now. Um, And then what was interesting was that, like, you know, Jason learns about what's going on with Ellie and Spinelli, offers to intervene. And then Spinelli just says, no, now I got to go home and tell her what happened. And what I thought was really significant was the fact that, like, Britt says, like, you don't have to tell her. And she's laughing about it. But Jason's not really reacting. And Spinelli's not really reacting. And Spinelli glances at Jason. Mm -hmm. Just this idea that, like, there has to be complete honesty if it's going to work. Like, you don't have your person Ooh, if yeah. you can't be completely honest. And remember, this scene is contrasted with Diane with Carly. Yes. Highlighting okay. to mm-hmm. the degree in which there's an intense amount of honesty. Right? Yeah. Turns out their lives are way more intertwined than I had even known. Oh, my gosh. I was shocked. I was like, she's like, logistically, this makes a lot of sense because you're already each other's person in all legal ways possible. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I was a little taken aback by that. Like, we all know that they're close, but to hear Diane just, like, not even bat an eye and list everything out like that? Yeah. And it was so, impressive. And so I thought those things were really interesting. And so, look, let's just go here. So what I said about Brit, right? There's parts of her that are excited about him. You know, things could be different with her. And then they have their, their goodbye scene, which was really, really emotional. It was really, really, yeah, I've never really seen Jason like that. Okay, so Maybe it's exactly been a long time, but, so yeah, I, what did you think? I think it has been a long time, but the thing is, from the minute things started with Brit, I'm not, I don't want to say, like, it was different, but there's more emotion in it, and he couldn't quite put words to what that meant, if there was a future to it, mm-hmm. but something changed, and something was different or I don't know I don't know if it's just because he's older with kids or whatever it is he's learned you could see that it was different we just didn't know and he didn't even know what words to put to it and when she when he walked in that room with his face so like solemn and like so teary-eyed I was shocked when she kicked him out and he still stayed I was shocked I really thought he was gonna like pull her in close and hug her or something like that but I definitely did not expect that level of emotion and, you know, what he said to her, like, the fact that he said, if things were different, like, I was shocked. Yeah, the whole what if thing, I would make it to dinner on Friday, we would be in that bed right now. I was like, what? Right? He's like, am I supposed to go another five years without any? Oh, my God. Right? <laughs> Jeez, I guess that's his rhythm. <laughs> But it was the stuff she said, though, right? So even though she's saying it in the context of this unfair situation, right? They're Mm -hmm. about to start something. And then he goes, yeah, I'm engaged. I'm getting married. It happened, like, yes, like now, like a couple of hours ago. So he says all this to her. And within that context, she goes goes into this this dialogue where she says things like, I don't want to be like 
you know, you have to, like squeezing me in basically, or second yes. best or an ob- all this stuff. The thing is the way that she listed it, she said quite a few things that I kind of wish I wrote it down because I obviously don't remember it. <laughs> but the, the fact is, is that a lot of what she was saying would have been true whether or not he was marrying Carly. Yes, absolutely fair. Like, I just think it was really important what she said. And I agree with you. She would only have a certain part of him. And I just love that she was strong enough because around him, I wasn't sure how she would react to certain things, if she was okay being in that role or not, because she was, she's just so like, it's that new butterflies thing. And the fact that she said what she said, it was really important and really significant. Even at the lighthouse, she said, like, I'm not a package to be handled. Yeah. The point is, he did send Ulbricht to get her, right? To catch her. <laughs> and so, like, she's been saying these boundaries. But the thing is, if you are going to be with Jason, a lot of those things just are. And as much as people like to throw it all on Carly, the point is, like, Diane just pointed out legally to what extent he chooses this. Like, yes. everyone credits Jason for, like, a lot of his independence. He has a mind of his own. He has excellent judgment. But then when it comes to Carly, everyone thinks for some reason all of those qualities about him are gone and that suddenly he's not making these choices anymore. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the day, Jason is responsible for having half relationships with a lot of women in his life. So true. And so, like, I don't know what to think. So for a long time, like, when you were telling me the whole, like, Jason and Carly would get married, I was like, part of me was like, okay, well, this makes sense because I feel for, like, <laughs> a long time now they've been hinting at something. Like, for me, what was striking was <laughs> it takes me back to a scene when Mike was dying and they were in Turning Woods and it was, like, literally, I think, the day or days before, like, when everybody was saying their goodbyes to Mike. Mm-hmm. And Carly and Jason were sitting across from each other. And I've said this, if you go back on all of our podcasts, I've been saying things like, Jason's been different since he got back. So you talked about the emotional aspect and I've, you know, we've brought that up. He's been a little bit more, you know, there's but more emotion coming from him since he's returned to the show. We talked about the way that their relationship has been emphasized a lot. Like they always, I felt like the narrative was always like Carly chasing him and that was their thing. But you see a lot of Jason kind of initiating things with Carly, expressing his like love for her and stuff like that. That's been different. And I remember that scene at Turning Woods, he says something to her, like giving her credit for stuff or whatever, something about taking care of the family. And then she says something, oh, but I'm just selfish. Or she said something like that. Mm -hmm. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, that's how the world sees me. And it was heartbreaking. Yes. And the way he answered her, that was the moment it shifted for me. That was the moment I was like, what? Like, are they going to, like, put these two together at some point? Like, Mm -hmm. it was that scene that made me think that that was possible for Carly and Jason, that something was going to happen. Yes, they kept highlighting how close they were for a while, but it was that scene that kind of started my head turning about, like, Okay, is that going to happen? And then if you think about the conversation they have, okay, so we'll get to that, the Carly-Jason conversation about the getting married. Mm -hmm. Think about the fact that since Jason returned, one of the major storylines he was pushed into was the Nell one. Yes. And Nell was a huge one. Nell's storyline was all about redemption. Can a person be different? Can a person change? And people like Carly, people like Nina, kept seeing themselves in Nell and kept wondering, like, am I her? Is she me? Mm -hmm. You know, failing to see that it was a false comparison that these women, you know, what was it that distinguished them from Nell? That's like a huge question and it's still very much present for Nina. Yes. And for a long time, Jason kept using Nell to show Carly how much she's grown and she's not that person anymore. True. Okay. So keeping this all in mind, keeping that history, everything that had slowly shifted since Jason came back to the show. And then you have the conversation with 
Carly and Jason about this idea. So I thought the way the idea came about was freaking hilarious. Love, Ava, loved it so hard. Ava shows up. She gets support from Carly. She gets support from Jason when he finds out what happens, which is really in, like interesting. Yes. For a split second, I was like, Ava is such an asset. Right? Such an asset when it comes to like the mod that I wondered <laughs> real briefly if she could be part of a new trio. I would love to see that so much. Um, and then she she gives this real specific and detailed rant about marriage. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was funny. Um, and so also I learned more about the mob. So I thought that you know, we were like mob experts. We knew a lot. And so Carly, for the first time too, asked the question clear as day, how would you oust me? And he's like, that would be murder. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so also highlighting how this works. Other things I learned about the mob this week, that if you're in charge of the mob, you can't be an enforcer. And I learned that yeah. Jason likes being hands-on. <laughs> And that he will be missed being part of the action. He doesn't want to be a suit. And I also saw that Carly had to call out Jason on a bad call when he decided he wanted to execute something. Yes. Okay. They make a really good team. And Brick was like, I love that he's in the middle of this too. So Carly and Jason actually start to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And what was interesting is like, if you've watched for a long time and you have the, the, the characters who bring up their history, right? Carly said it bluntly. If this was years ago, I would have jumped all over this. Yeah. I was and shocked. So, right. And you could tell, like, she's not thrilled about it. It must feel so weird. She's still morning sunny. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you have like, like it, it makes a lot of sense. Right. And the thing is the marriage is no different than the idea of the funeral. Right. It's all about ceremony and perception. So she was forced to have a funeral for Sonny so soon after he died for, yes. the, for the family, right? Mm-hmm. And so now she's in this position of hiring to get married. And, like, I can't imagine it being easy because I feel so stupid. But when they told Britt today and when she told the family, I admit, I thought that she was going to tell them, tell them. Me too. I was really shocked. But I love that Michael kind of stayed back and was like, Okay, guys. I know what's going on here. <laughs> super weird. And so that's the thing. When Jason went to go tell Britt, I guess I was like, oh, my gosh. He has to actually be like, this is happening, right? And make it make sense. That's true. And then even when <laughs> Carly tells all the, like, <laughs> Jax gets all mad. He's like, well, <sighs> now that you're marrying him, Justin can't live here. It's like you realize that they're literally having the same contact that they've had in the past. Like, I don't, I don't understand why this is the tipping point. Like, how is this the tipping point? You knew that Carly was straight up running the mob herself. <laughs> and he's like, nope, this is it for me. And so then, like, Bobby and Michael, because now that I'm looking at this, and I'm like, okay, then how do you sell this to people, right? Like, as a viewer, we're like, oh, yeah, this okay. But, like, how do you say this? It'd be like, so... We're going to get married because it makes a lot of sense. My husband died. We're mourning. And so, because the thing, she's not saying like, we're in love, we're this, we're that. She's saying like, we're going to get married. This, Sunny would want this. It (laughs) makes sense. We're all a team. And this is so creepy. We we knew that they were a trio and a team, but it's really weird to use that in this context. 
and trying right? to explain why you're marrying Jason. I'm like, ah, this is so creepy. Like, Jason so was creepy. my backup this whole time. <laughs> That's what she said people were going to think. And I was like, this I is, know. because I feel for Carly, because you, like, again, this is all about perception. Even Diane said it, you have a perception problem. Like, the thing is, Carly is going to come off the freaking worst. So not only is she mourning her husband, right? Mm. She has to do this thing. And I get it. It's her choices. It's her life. She wants to be in the mob. But now she's like, no one's going to be like, oh, Carly is trying to choose not to die. Like, they're not going to see it that way, <laughs> right? They're just going to see this whore who bounced between these two guys. And the moment her husband is gone is jumping on this. Like, that's what they're going to see. Like, that's what I feel. Well, she feels. Me, yes. And that part made me really sad when she was in, practically in tears and saying to Jason, like, everybody's going to assume that I planned this all along. And he's like, what's more important or what's the important thing right now is that you and I know what's going on. And that's easy for him to say because of the position he's in, but I do feel yeah. for her and what that backlash is going to be in the, and, in the Port Charles or not the mob world. And the thing is like, I know he said what he said, like it matters what we know, but I also, I mean, look, Jason is really caring and I don't think he'll like, if he's there and present would let anybody yes. treat her badly, but I can definitely see him having to show that it's a mutual decision, right? So that'll be interesting, like kind of to to take the heat off her because I think he would do that. But also oh, it's absolutely. only freaking fair. And so this is what's really interesting. Like when we talk about them getting married, he flat out says the point of you doing this is so you can show support to me to be head of the family. Yes. Right? That's that's a lot, right? Because he sits across, the, he sits on the couch with her and says like, I'm replacing Sunny. And that's hard, right? Because because it's like it's it's bizarre, right? So she's like, I'm married to Sunny, and now because you take over, I'm marrying you. Like it looks so, like it's it, you know what I so mean. Bad. Like it, yeah. she doesn't look awesome in this whole situation. And so it was an interesting when they had the conversation. So she starts out by saying, you know, if this was before, I would have jumped at it. But so much has changed. Exactly. And then, and then she said, like when I had my chance, I threw you away with both hands. Right? Yeah, Isn't that crazy? Yeah. She touches uh, on that thing where everything changed with them, and she goes, everything changed. And he said, well, it changed for the better. And then he kind of says to her, "You've grown." Yeah. You know, you're not the same person. So that's where I went back to all the Nell comparisons. Remember from the past, like, he kept having trying to remind her that she's not that person. And so I just kept thinking, you know, because he's like, you used to test people. Yes. Right? Um, well, you used to try to push them away. And he says, that's why, like, you and Sunny worked, right? I love when he described what their relationship was. With her and Sunny? Yes. That was interesting, right? I was like, ooh, good take. But what's also, like, so I'm listening to that. So he's saying, but you're not that person anymore. Like, she's not in a place where she needs to test anybody. And so what does that mean mm -hmm. for her and Jason, right? She's finally in a place where she's not the same person that it could work. That's not well, what that's... he means. But, like, I'm trying to read between the lines here. Because even though we're at this place where it makes sense, where I'm like, I knew they were hinting at something with Jason and Carly. Again, <laughs> all we have is this marriage, right? Like, I, I'm still confused. I don't know what to think. We're being shown, maybe I do. But, like, we're being shown this, like, a romance cut short. And I'm like, it's not, though. It's just the shorter version of the story. It's the same story that's been going on, right? Brit would only mm -hmm. have a part of him. And that's exactly it. And I think it was lasting for me, that comparison. Like, it is very, like, it's kind of like the Michael Willow stuff. Like, they got married and then they eventually fell for each other. However, Jason and Carly has so much more history dense. Like, it's going to happen in way less time. It's just going to be this smooth thing right for when like Mike comes to town with Nina 
Exactly. That's what I, I wrote here. I'm like, they have the bond over the grief. So it is uncomfortable and weird for the both of them. It's a slow build. Yeah. And I did say it's very Michael and Willow. Oh, that's so funny. I wrote very Willow Michael, but more intense because of their history. So, awesome. <laughs> uh, so I guess this is it, you know, for me, like, of course, that they're, we're in a what if place still, right? You know what I mean? Because look at what Jason's saying. They paint this picture that what if it could have been. And I guess for me, from everything I've seen and heard, the lines said is that no, right? It's um, she's not the kind of girl that would be okay with half. And Jason has shown repeatedly that he can only give half. And when you have Diane showing us to what extent he's committed to Carly, I'm not sure that would change. While Jason has pointed to Carly saying you've changed and the way she's changed might actually give like an opening to an actual real marriage. Again, what hasn't changed is Jason's commitment to her. That's made it impossible for him to kind of be with anybody else. What like, and I guess this is my my thing here. Whether that's friendship only, mm-hmm. I guess we'll find out. You know what I mean? Like t- it's so serious. Like their history is really, really serious. It is, and they both look really concerned. And and I understand the fact that Carly's worried that she doesn't want to ruin the friendship, but I don't think it's about that. I think it's just going to be all of the things and even so much better than what it could have been in the beginning. Because exactly that, she is a she's different now. She's grown. She's learned from her experiences. She's a mother. Like it's just. It's going to get romantic. (laughs) That's the thing. And I guess I'm wondering how will that go and what will that look like? Okay. Because remember, we're going into this marriage with angst between Brit and him with all of those tears and passion. So that's where he is. So while I'm watching it in my head, I'm thinking, yeah, it's going to be slow build. He'll be really in love with Carly. Right now I'm in the feelings of right now. And I'm thinking, wow, well, his heart's somewhere else, right? Mm-hmm. They have this intense history. He has intensity with Carly, but his like romantic feelings are elsewhere. So I guess I'm wondering what would happen, right? Because these are two people that are tentative. These are two people that are scared. These are two people that's hoping this is going to work. You know, it's something they have to do. And it was really cute how Diane read between the lines when she was like, you're not going to lose him. If you haven't lose, lost him yet, you're not going to lose him now. But I could understand Carly's vulnerability, right? Because the last time they attempted to get together, you know, it ruined their relationship. And that's the last thing she ever wants to do because she has more to lose. Exactly. This time around, there's nobody else. Everything with, with Jason and Carly right now is really intense. And it's going to, like 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 I said, it's going to be tentative. But you mentioned Nina and Sunny coming back. And that's what I'm starting to think. I'm thinking, like, one, it would be super dangerous if Sunny came back. Yes, absolutely. Really dangerous, right? And so I don't know what's going to happen there, right? I don't know if, like, it would be better if Sonny kind of stayed gone for a little while. But if he did came, come back, like, I can't imagine Sonny coming back with his memory because it would cut the storyline with Nina. Exactly. So I think that he definitely needs to stay away longer. There's going to be these, like, close calls and maybe more people kind of catching on to the fact that, you know, they want to go visit Nina where she is. But there was part of the conversation with Jason and Carly. Um, I think what they were talking about or when she was explaining it to her family, but essentially that they miss Sunny so much and they have this huge gaping hole in their hearts that they're bonding over. And if they make this commitment to each other, there's no going back. Like when they said that, that let me know that the storyline is going to go on this way for for some time. And I am good with that because I want to see it unfold properly, right? And Same. And at the same time, I want to know what's going to happen. Like, of course, Sonny can't just be gone forever. But, you know, what happens if he does? Will they have to hide Sonny? You know, will this be a bizarre thing where it's like they have to accept that Sonny is there but not? And how is that going to be? Like, Jason watching Carly have to deal with this shock 
that her husband's alive, doesn't remember her, and she's in this marriage because it's so complicated for her. So I, I, I like it's, I love it's the a complication. Lot. I I do. That's the thing. I love all of this. So so much drama. It's like we're watching a soap opera. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, from Monday to Thursday, mm-hmm. we have covered all of the things. Do you have any favorite lines for the four days? Yeah, I have a bit of a dark favorite line. It's from Maxie when she says, makeup can hide fear, anxiety, dread, deception is what Nina threw in. I have that too. I'm like, Nina, seriously, makeup hides deception? (laughs) (laughs) It's a good tip for her to know. So yeah, that's my favorite line of the week. And I guess we wait till tomorrow for some stars. Some stars. (laughs) I love that old school. I feel like you should be holding a cigar. It was very old tiny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One of my favorite lines is when Finn is talking to Elizabeth and he says, what, we're just going to leave him in the freezer like a rack of lamb? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh, yep. t- oh, he never, you know, he never disappoints. He's got the best lines. Okay. Oh my gosh. We did it. We did it. That's a wrap for now, but we'll chat a little bit later. Bye. Bye. We're back. I'm here. It's Friday. Okay. So we actually have an opportunity here now that we waited today to be like, did we forget anything? Anything you want to like redo real fast? I'm good. You? Okay, maybe it's just me then. Okay, so <laughs> I don't know if we talked about it yesterday, but like this is the second time Dan, Diane and Avery have been thrown together. <gasps> yes, I did okay. forget about that. <laughs> so like a new cute, sweet little pairing. Um, Something else actually that I noticed, but I mean, whatever, it's kind of leads into all the stuff we're going to be talking about today is that when I was thinking back on Finn and Elizabeth, there was that part where he asked her to be the guardian of Violet. Yes. And given our conversation about like Carly and Jason and legally they're on the same page, it was just interesting to see that implicit trust like between Fizz, Fizz, Elizabeth and Finn. I'm still, still doing it. I'm still doing it. I'm still nicknaming couples by accident. Um, but yeah, so that kind of was like Carly Jason-esque a little bit to me. I do love that because they are on this like weird path because of the whole murdery situation. So it is interesting to have that direct comparison. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we see today's episode. So Trina just can't get to her damn party. She just can't get there. Okay. She's trying. She's trying so hard. And I kind of loved her interaction with Nicholas. It was so ridiculous. Like, I just loved it. I don't know. It was just really hilarious watching Nicholas manage a scene like that, you know, with the whole stuff in his eye. Um, And even funnier is the fact that she had to call his mom. Oh my gosh. I love that. Exactly. (laughs) That's the hilarious part. Like even if we rewind a little bit and there are Charlie's and you know, Kevin and Laura are talking and they're like, they're talking about him. Like he's a kid. Like, Oh, I haven't heard from him. We have to go find him. Oh my God. We're worried about him. Like it's such a change. He makes bad decisions. Yes. And how they made fun of him was even better at the gallery. Like when Ah. Kevin was complimenting her use of the pepper spray. Okay, but like he did compliment her aim and her aim was on point because even when she threw that box at the intruder after the fact, she got it like straight in the face where she was aiming too. Interesting. Interesting. (laughs) Okay, that is, okay, that is strange. That is strange. 
that he pointed that out. And then, like you said, there's two illustrations of her and her aim. So it looks like she will get that confrontation with the intruder. Because I was worried that Nicholas would have spoiled the whole thing. But then there was that whole cell phone confusion. There's a bunch of cell phones on the table. And then she comes back. Yes. Yes. Okay. When they were looking up, what did you think they were looking at? Well, we watched it together. And so... <laughs> and we both didn't know. We rewound and we're like, what's up there? And I think we had thought, is there a camera? Like, are they like, oh, that's where cameras are. <laughs> I don't know. They're going to catch his eyes. <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, we did find out and I was utterly stunned. So she has an, a confrontation with an intruder and then she locks up, I imagine, at the, at the gallery <laughs> and then sadly walks to her party. And wait until we... the end of that walk to be like, Mom, you know? Right. Oh, my gosh. Like, I was going to say that when they were looking up, honestly, a part of my kid brain was like, I was imagining, you know, those cartoon nets just dropping from the ceiling with the rocks on yes. them to, like, hold it down. <laughs> yes. But I, it, it's even funnier to be like, that was his whole plan. Right. Like, that, like Nicholas, a grown man. Ugh. Right. Who runs corporations? Money, yes, things like that. I imagine has a I castle. Think. It's like blood coming from it. Like it's an art gallery. You gotta right? be careful about splatter and stuff. And then the other funny part to me is like we know that distance is weird, time is weird in Port Charles, but she walked from the gallery to the Savoy, yeah. dripping in this big blood, like. How long did it take? Did she take that slow pace that she did when she walked into the club? Like, what happened? What did people like, say when they saw her walking down the street? That's exactly it. Like, I, I, don't, I don't even know. So I can't wait to see how that unfolds. But I do feel bad for her, right? It's Curtis's soft opening. It's her big party. And she shows up like that I think that kind of sucks for her but it was quite an interesting um I guess interesting and expected I guess mix of people at the Savoy but I have to say like I love the vibe I love the camera work and if this is any indication of what the Savoy is gonna be like I'm very (laughs) excited so between the way they shot Cam and Joss and the way that they shot uh the scene when um Portia inadvertently makes it look like Jordan did yes. something. And 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 part of me was just like, Curtis, this is why you're getting divorced. Like you can <laughs> you can talk about Jordan all you want, but like you're just on the same page and you don't know the woman. And they showed that, right? They showed the ease between Taggart and and Jordan. Like she walks in and it's like no one else cares but Taggart. And immediately he sees that she needs saving. And he didn't care, right? He didn't care to hide their relationship. And he's like, My former partner can use some rescuing, right? He obviously mm. orders her drink slides it into her hands they're like super engaged and talking like you see it from afar the ease that they're in um but yeah i think it's going to be a crappy conversation for curtis to then realize it was stella duh like it shocks me that he doesn't catch on to things but at the same time it doesn't well exactly (laughs) exactly it's like the hallmark of any pi or once was pi Oh my God, it is so beyond ridiculous. And I did, okay, so with that whole Jaws camp thing, and you said that, you know, this, if this is things to come, like if this is foreshadowing at this place, at this environment, and all of the happenings, we had some like interesting conversation between Joss and Camp, and then we had the kiss, mm-hmm. which leads me into thinking like, 
oh my gosh, what is this summer going to look like with these people or these kids? (laughs) Really, really good. So it just made me rethink things. So I'm like, so all this with Joss and Cam, it was like pent up. I hate saying sexual tension because they're teenagers, but pent up (laughs) crushing tension between them, like flirty tension, fension. There was fension between them. (laughs) Is that what that was? Because like she had no problem going from like, "Mm, we're friends, okay, and then to like, I'm going to show you that I do think you're a good kisser. Like it was like, wow, night and day. And imagine that happened even after they recovered from the drama of the journal gift. Okay, so true. It's like, okay, are they trying to make a link between Carly's personality in her younger days on a very, 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 very lighter level? Just the fact that, you know, you said this even when we were recording yesterday, that Joss is a very big mix of Jackson and Carly, and they mm-hmm. pull out some sides for one and some sides for the other. Is this trying to represent some sort of short game, long game type of relationship? It's to- it's not a short game at all, like between Joss and Cam. Oh, gosh. Like there's, there's too much history. And it's just so funny how we're talking about this because we talked about Joss and Cam years ago right? um, when they were pretending to date. <laughs> and when they were pretending to date and they were together hanging out, they, they kind of fought very intensely. And at the time, because Oscar was in the picture, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. At the time, we actually referred to Cam and Joss as Carly and Sunny. That was years ago. Okay. And it's but, it's wavered. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it has. Um, but I just think it's interesting to finally kind of, st- this is how I'm looking at it, to start the history. And I guess it's, like, I think it's easy, and I think it's so tempting to make that direct Carly comparison because she is, like, a mini-me of Carly a lot. Right. Um, but I really feel like this is sort of, you know, the, the, we talk about them being legacy characters and this is the space for them to finally start developing their history. Fair. You know, like they have their years of friendship, they're, they've been toying about this idea of Cam and Joss. So I don't know, I guess to me, I just really see this as like the beginning for these characters who will probably eventually lead the show, you know? Yes, I totally think the same. Like I just, I can't wait to see between Trina and, you know, Spencer come, coming back and having a different kind of force and how is this going to affect Trina, even though she said she didn't care. I love the yeah. drama. Yeah. I mean, I think Spencer is going to be a huge distraction. And I did think of something, right? Because I feel like what could end up happening is that Trina will be the one to help Spencer soften to Ava. Because Ooh. she's heavily part of Ava's life. Yes. You know, she knows Nicholas. And honestly, you know how Trina is. She 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 cuts through all the crap. And I think it's going to be hard for her to kind of deal with Spencer's grudge against Ava because he wasn't here to get to know her. And he exactly. doesn't know the story. So I think it's going to be a lot of Trina calling him on his crap. Well, yeah, because he knows a version of Ava that's so in the past. So much has changed. It's like Mina coming back and all of these things change and it doesn't sink in with that person until they actually live it. And I mean, we all know Spencer's character, okay? Yep. Regardless of the fact that there's a new actor playing him, the point is we know who Spencer is. And if Spencer is going to enter a romantic relationship, he can definitely use somebody who will call him on his crap. Oh, 100%. (laughs) So I really feel like, look, it's kind of, it sucks. It doesn't mean I necessarily agree with it. But like a while back, they basically took Trina and threw her in a completely different direction. 
because frankly, the chemistry between her and Cam was there. And again, who knows? That could be setting the stage for future relationships. Yes. They are young, right? Um, but that was odd to me. I felt like the ending of whatever was happening between Cam and Trina ended so abruptly that it was sort of hard to follow. Um, so I don't know, like, frankly, because of what happened back then, of how quickly mm -hmm. she was like, yeah, all that stuff's over. We're besties. Let's talk about you and Joss. I just mm -hmm. feel like she's being forced into a different storyline altogether. I know. I really didn't like that. I wanted to see yeah. more play out, but I'm glad she'll have a separate story for her. Yeah. And so I think it's going to get really, really um, interesting. So you mentioned Nina, because Nina was also there. Once again, saying a bunch of life stuff that oh. makes you go, huh? <laughs> what? I'm like, lady, you have <laughs> lost your marbles. Not even like just a little bit, like all of them, all of the different sizes. How can you give advice without listening to your own words? I don't understand. But that's exactly it. It's like, is this thing on? It's like she's talking, <laughs> but she doesn't hear anything that she's saying. And I mean, I look... <laughs> It's, it became official, this engagement between Carly and Jason, and now we're seeing the ripple effects of this, right? Yes. Or what this information means for certain people. And for Nina, like, she needs another green light. She already had her I own, know. right? Peace was a real big one for her. <laughs> <laughs> and so now she has, like, a legitimate one, right? Like, oh, Carly's getting married, I guess. She's totally She's fine and on. happy. Yeah. Yeah. But this is really funny for me because like, okay, I, I'm looking at this and I'm like, what's happening? Because even though like you said, they're going to get married and it makes sense, right? It makes sense to me. I find the reactions. I'm like, do they make sense? The reactions like Diane was very much like, yeah, yeah, yeah you guys totally make sense. Nina's all like, I had no idea. <laughs> like, I yeah. had no idea this was even a freaking thing. And then Jax threw in, yeah, they used to do stuff. People thought for <laughs> Michael was his. And, and I just, I'm still kind of, I mean, we were watching and I, it still felt weird how okay Michael was about it. And I mean, the only thing that makes that okay for me that Michael is okay with the whole thing is that he knows that it's it's about the business, right? But think of all the other people that don't know that. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Because they're painting this picture that, like, you know, Bobby was like, cool, welcome to the family. My daughter does stuff like this. So, okay. So, like, Bobby was just like, whatever, made her funny comments about Monica. But I'm just like, no, but, like, it's weird, though. Like, even though we were like, yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah, it makes sense. I feel like it's still weird. Is it not? Oh, my gosh. It's still extremely weird. Even the way... Carly was explaining, and I know we touched on this yesterday, but the fact that she's explaining, like, we're the three of us. We're always the three of us. Now one's gone. So here we are. It's, <laughs> it's no so weird. <laughs> but, but you notice, though, that when they talk about explaining the marriage, they don't say very much, right? And they're trying to make it make sense because they can't say the real reason. Exactly. It has to look real. And I am glad that Michael knows. But I was wondering, like, I kept staring at him when he was talking because did you notice he had a little bit of, like, what do you call it? Five o'clock shade. Like he had a little bit shadow? of a beard, but shadow. Yeah. Like a shadow. <laughs> and I was like, are they trying to make him look like serious? Like he understands, like, is it, you know, or is it like a tiredness of, you know, he's like, yeah, yeah. Everything in his life he handles really positively, but eventually he's going to have to crack. And then we were talking about the whole Brit Michael thing. So it's like, yeah. is this just adding on to, you know, his, the way he looks with his beard is that the stress of everything with Willow. Now he's learned something else. Like, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. The whole world is 
all messed up and nobody can be with who they want to be with. And so this is like his look going into oh, like interesting. the destruction and the, like maybe a little touch of what Michael would consider a darker bad guy side. I mean, I didn't notice the five o'clock shadow, but I, <laughs> I do like the theory and this, like, I do like where it's leading, right? Um, at some point, his current situation, his romantic life will definitely take a toll, you know, being in love and not being able to, to have that when it's mutual is, is brutal as we are seeing on the show. But also you need to have that little edge if you're going to ask Jason. I never asked you, did you really want to run the business? Because if you said no, Michael, what were you going to do? Like, why are you going to, you keep trying to offer and everyone's like, no, we're good. We're good. Thanks. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, okay. Let me just, before I we get into like Michael a little bit more, I have to say something kind of bugged me. Okay. Okay. So I was thinking about it more. All right. So like, obviously Carly and Elizabeth had a significant conversation, not just about Jason, but like woman to woman, wife to wife, mother to mother, widow to widow. They had that talk, right. About this idea that we cannot fall apart. Like we don't yes. get to, like we do it at this gravesite, but beyond that, we, we get it together. Yes. And you know, in this situation, we already know the perception is going to be really unbalanced and there's going to be a huge judgment toward Carly. Yes. And that kind of bothers me because I'm like, okay, so everyone will have this judgment about Carly going from like Sunny to Jason, right? Because this action can make it, can, can kind of minimize, right? The life she had with Sunny by perception. Right. Okay. She is broken up over a man that she loved, right? This was her life. If Sunny hadn't died, these two wouldn't really be getting married. Okay. Right. Um, and so she has all of that. And it kind of like bugged me when they're there. And Carly is doing exactly that. This is not easy for me, but I am mm -hmm. doing what I need to do to protect my family. And when she started to go, um, yeah, we, I mean, me didn't start planning the ceremony. None of that's easy, but that's exactly it. Jason is mourning a girl he hung out with a couple of times in comparison to what Carly is going through. And we talk, we're talking a lot about perception, you know, uh, but when I think about that idea of perception, I'm like, how unfair is this perception? I'm watching Jason get all teary eyed and I kind of got annoyed because I'm like, I feel for him and Brit. I felt for Brit today, you know, and I think a lot of people can mm -hmm. re relate to that almost, right? The start of something, something getting cut short, having all the feelings there and for whatever reason, it's just ripped away. I think a lot of people can feel how gut wrenching that is. And yeah, so, yes. but when I'm watching Jason being like, oh gosh, I'm losing so much. It's like, no, we literally You're made not. up, we made up something for you to lose. Okay. We, <laughs> we literally concocted something so you could be like, yeah, also a sacrifice for me. And it's like, and it's like but like who on the outside will ever turn around and talk crap about Jason and be like, what kind of loyalty is that to Sunny? Cause remember, really? cause remember they're saying the people who don't know about the business might not um might not question it because there's the reality there's the perception personally and from mm -hmm. business perspective and i feel like when they talk about it they never they don't always distinguish the two because they talk about it like a business arrangement but it's also a real arrangement that affects our personal lives so okay. it's interesting when they say things like people will buy it yes they'll buy it even in our personal lives or you know it'll work part of me is like when you guys say that it'll work it'll work business-wise or the marriage will work because I feel like they imply both. So it's just, 
it's just so mixed up and intertwined, but it was that perception piece that kind of bugged me because Carly brought it up today. Like, I'm going to get a lot of flack for this. You know, I'm going to shoulder all the blame. And I'm like, yeah, because you're the woman in the situation. You have to keep it together and move on. You're actually mourning a marriage. And this guy's like, I could have slept with Brit more than once, (laughs) you know? And I'm just like, this is ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, this is not easy for her either, but that's just what it's going to be, right? She's going to have to deal with the brunt of it. And he's just going to kind of breeze on through. Yesterday, I said things like he should, or I think he will kind of make it easier on Carly. But I I hope so, right? I hope he does understand that, like, Carly kind of loses a lot out of this. Like she'll pay more in a more direct way, I think. She absolutely will. And I feel that he does. And that is the thing that's going to bring them closer. I mean, look at the proximity. Every time we see them in scenes, they're either near each other or get closer and closer to each other in physical space. Like he was sitting on the coffee table. She was sitting on the chair, Mm -hmm. you know, like. I don't know if it was on purpose, but like her dress kind of moved a little bit. So you saw a little bit more of her leg. I was like, what? (laughs) But they were basically just very emotional discussing, like taking her ring off and what it means moving forward and all of that sadness and bonding together and and, right. And him defending her and standing up for her. That might lead to the, to that next step. So I know we've been comparing kind of like the Willow Chase Michael situation to the Jason Carly situation. And another thing that kind of popped up in my head is that, even though Willow and Michael got married for the sake of Wiley, when they had that kiss, you can see that they both felt something. They were best friends and they were trying to just do this thing for this kid. You know, like, I can't wait to see when Jason and Carly get married, they're going to have to touch lips. And I want yeah. to see what's going to happen. I want to see the reactions to that. Oh my gosh, I'm really looking forward to that because I feel like that kiss will be highly informative. Right? Me too. I'm going to be like <gasps> analyzing every frame. <laughs> Not to mention, remember, marriage is theater. Yes. Oh. <laughs> so there, there's like watching their faces to see what we can gather from their feelings of it. But those two people also having to remember, you have to sell it. Because it's not just a clear and cut deal. Because otherwise, they wouldn't have to withhold information to people Fair. right because exactly. of someone like jack she's like so i'm gonna Oof. marry jason and it's like it doesn't make sense like i just have to say if i live there i'd be like what it's just like i can <laughs> have a neater reaction to, to the whole thing um but i just want to say this you called it about brit though that if things didn't work out with her and jason she wouldn't be the wallowing type right and she wasn't you know like she's reasonably sad and so she that person has got to be real close <laughs> and because she just got there real fast. And oh gosh, there's something so magic. And oh my gosh, oh my gosh, we got a formal announcement on the nurse's ball. And didn't I just mention to you that there wasn't going to be one? Yes, we were so sad. We are like, what's going to happen? Are they not going to have one? But we now know we have our big invitation to the nurse's, the nurse's ball coming ball. up this fall. In September. You know what I'm thinking? She said, you better work on that parole. I remember she used to come back from being on the run to comment. Yes. So and they would have their nights together and have ice cream and make fun of people. So I feel like the fact that she went to visit him, mentioned the nurse's ball and said, you got to kill it at your parole. Well, <laughs> um, I think there's a good chance Brad can come back into the fold. I would love that. I she absolutely needs that. I can't see her like I know there was that brief moment of her at the bar with Jax, but I just like rolled my eyes so hard. Like she needs her BFF, nothing else. 
Oh, okay. Before we move on to the bar, okay, I just want to <laughs> say that I love their Grey's Anatomy banter. It was so cute, and that's what makes them so amazing. Like, their best friend vibe is great. Um, I love their whole conversation. Um, I do look forward to him being out so she can maybe tell him what's really going on with her health-wise. Yes, I, I do I do think she needs somebody above and beyond. Obviously, Jason's no longer in her life. Her mom is her mom. Like, that's a difficult position to be in. So to have Brad know this information, I think, will be really helpful. And there was also, like... <gasps> ah, um, do you know what this is reminiscent of? I mean, look, what? she's not dying, right? She's obviously ill, but she's not dying, you know, today, tomorrow, whatever. But the fact that the whole best friend vibe of being with somebody and to caring for them, it really sends me back to Dawson's Creek. <laughs> series finale when I feel like it was Michelle Williams oh crap I forget her name on Dawson's Creek her character name and her best mm -hmm. friend Jack was like the one who like took care of her like they were besties for some reason it's wow <laughs> taking me way back but yes I would love for him <laughs> to be out of jail to be like her support um but their conversation led elsewhere you know oh, widely yes. mm -hmm. what did you think okay so what did you think that'll lead to? Like, I had a few clues that I talked to you about when we were in person. Then you say so. it. You say. You share. Do your thing. So I know we were kind of like, okay, is Britt going to become close with Michael? Is their dysfunction in their relationship or lack of, like, being able to be with the person they want push them together? And a commonality, you know, maybe for Brad to, like, give her busy work or keep her busy is, like, go find out about Wiley. Go hang out with Wiley. Then she hangs out with Michael. So the Wiley, I thought, was, the, like, a little piece of the puzzle. I think so, because she says being wily, a baby, don't run in the same circles. <laughs> and she's like, but I hear Michael and Willow taking care of them. So that was super interesting that she uttered his name. And again, honestly, my only clue, the only reason I even said that was because of the way that they cut from Brit to Michael. And that's when it struck me that they're legit in the same situation. Um, so, so that's what it is. And so I really hope that that is like a clue her bumping into Jackson being angry and obviously knowing who he is to Carly. And I just really hope nothing goes down there other than like bitching and moaning. I hope like venting. Might, well, I feel like she's the type, like she would get annoyed with him, <laughs> but that's exactly it. That's why I don't see it happening. You know, like, yes, he was all disappointed. And Nina, he's like, oh, I'm an idiot. It's like, yeah, yep. you are. Mm -hmm. You really are. And so, I don't know. Like, I just don't think <laughs> he's her type. And I wouldn't want to waste I her to waste her life on that kind of an interaction. Oh, my gosh. No, no. So, I, can't. I wouldn't be able to watch it. But I'm not going to lie. I'm a little scared. I know she's hurt and angry. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if, that, if a line will be crossed. We shall see. Do you have a favorite moment or favorite line from Friday? From Friday? Oh my god, you caught me off guard. <laughs> you go. You Only go. two years of podcasting. <laughs> you go, you go. Okay, so... Oh, I um, know! <laughs> <laughs> what's going to be my line? Go, go. I, it's not, okay, I don't remember the line, but I'm just going to say favorite moments, but my favorite moments... There's actually a lot. My favorite moments are <laughs> Kevin and Trina just sh straight up making fun of Nicholas. Yes. Um, you know, we already said it, like, like all of just any Brit and Brad stuff is great. Yes. And I did get emotional with the whole like Carly and the ring. Oh my God. Absolutely. So on point for everything you said, I'm just going to add one more scene when Jordan and Ava were speaking, even though Tiger came to rescue her, I love Jordan's acknowledgement of Ava's 
situation and trauma. Yeah. I felt like Dante kind of dismissed her, whereas Jordan's like, come sit down, talk to me. We'll figure this out. We'll make a plan. And and I just love that validation. And, you know, there's Ava has just made such strides in her character in earning respect from people. And I just love seeing those two together. It's true because she didn't even, she also showed respect when she wasn't with Ava, saying she's dealing mm-hmm. with a lot, I think, when she was talking with Taggart. And yes. it's interesting that you see that because we talked earlier about how Nicholas wasn't there to live and watch what Ava went through with Kiki. And mm-hmm. at the same time, when you talk about Ava coming a long way, Dante was not there to see that evolution either. And sure. I do wonder if his treatment toward Nicholas and treatment toward Ava has something to do with where he left off. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, okay, and favorite line, I love when um, <laughs> Gina said, I thought you were an intruder and trying to snatch me up. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I really love that. I can't, okay, I'm just going to go with this. I love the Grey's Anatomy chat between Perfect. Brad and So with okay. that, we have a new website, theportcharlesupdate.com. Check it out. Um, we, it's just basically another place for us to say more stuff, okay? So, so, so even though we post on Instagram and we post stories and we talk about GH, sometimes other things come up. So this is just another place for us to kind of like air our additional GH thoughts. Check it out. Okay, so now that you have all the good news and all the dish and all of our theories, my friends, that's a wrap and have a lovely weekend. Bye. Bye.